Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now, we have Sam McCord, Agrigold agronomist based in Nebraska, is with us here today. Sam, good to catch up with you, sir. How are you? Very good. I'm glad to be here, Jesse. Thanks for joining me, Sam. Appreciate the time. Let's talk soil testing and talk soil fertility. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, this year, more than a lot of previous years, I know it's always important, but just thinking about the current climate in ag with input costs, et cetera, I would have to think that doing soil tests here as we wrap up this harvest and get ready for 2023, it's just so important to our overall operation, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, you nailed it on the head there. It's, uh, I mean, starting with a soil test, it gives you just a good general idea of where your soils are at and how to make a fertility plan for next year. I mean, with high nitrogen, high, high fertilizer costs in general, I mean, you need to know what you have and then you can base off of, uh, you know, whatever you'll go you're shooting for to, to try to hit that next year and, and just build upon that uh, based on what your results come back as. Um, you know, taking those taking the time to do that and doing quality samples and, and also uh, doing a complete sample as well. So you know exactly what you have, even for micronutrients and, and so on and so forth is, is important and uh, something that should be considered. Well, Sam, I wonder as well, thinking about, you know, uh, what we saw for growing conditions this past growing season, a lot of areas in the Western Corn Belt were dry, while some areas in the East were fairly wet. Is there a difference uh, with our soils typically when it comes in? I, I guess I would have to think, you know, there is with, you know, very dry soil versus a very wet soil profile we saw. But when it comes to nitrates and things of that nature, I guess is what I was trying to get at. Is right. there a difference between dry versus a wet year? Correct. Yeah. And, and it just depends on the situation, of course. But in a dry year, I mean, you might not have been able to raise the crop that you initially planned on. So if you put on a certain rate of nitrogen and you didn't raise those bushels you intended to with that amount, there is definitely potential that uh, there's some residual left over. Um, to do the, the inverse of that on a wet soil, you could have lost nitrogen from denitrification, leaching, a number of other ways too. Um, so yeah, there's two ends of the spectrum, but both uh, one could be a high nitrate situation and the other one could be you don't have much left out there. So that that's where soil testing is is important. And then uh, even pulling deeper samples other than just your topsoil, zero to six or zero to eight, uh, understanding what you have in those top 24 inches, for example, is good to know and, and it helps you plan better for next year. Well, I'm thinking about planning for next year and getting out there and actually getting that soil test done. What are some tips you would share on for farmers as far as it comes to their soil testing? Yep. So the first thing I'd recommend is, like I mentioned earlier, is getting a complete soil test done. Um, but then to go like for timing, for example, when is the best time to pull a soil sample? Uh, really, if you haven't pulled one, any time's great. <laughs> but ideally, I like to pull them in the fall. It shows your soil at its weakest point um, throughout the growing season. You know, you've depleted that soil all growing season um, and whatever you're lacking is going to show up best in the fall. And then that also gives you more time to plan, talk with your advisors, get a good fertility plan basically together to, to go for on next for next year. Well, Sam, thinking about next year as well, I would have to think soil testing, going with seed selection, that's all going to be very key to what we decide to grow next year. Because as we alluded to at the beginning of the uh, interview, 
those costs for inputs, whether we're talking seed, fertilizer, et cetera, they are going higher, margins are getting squeezed. So making sure you use every tool necessary to develop that plan for next year is going to be key. And it, again, comes back to figuring out what you're going to plant for seeds. Exactly. Yep. You're, you're right there. Um, you, you know, as an agronomist, when I come into an op operation, if, if they can hand me a soil test, I can learn a lot about a farm and that piece of ground right off the bat. So um, anytime that information is available, I always appreciate it. And it helps me place uh, hybrids or uh, soybean varieties better because of that. Well, Sam, uh, before we run out of time, any other final thoughts you want to share about soil testing and that fertility program that we need to keep in mind as we head into next year? Yeah. So if if anybody has any questions about soil testing, reach out to your local agri-gold representative. Um, we're always willing to help um, put those results to work on your operation um, and help you in any way about the process too. Um, you know, it, it's a key uh, stepping stone to get your fertility plan built for next year. And uh, that's the best part, best place to start. And uh, now's a great time to get going on it. Sam, I should ask you before I let you go as well, uh, harvest ongoing, trying to get through it here this fall. And I know uh, in Nebraska, it's a tale of, depending on your location, it was either an okay year or wasn't very good If with all the heat and the drought. How is uh, how's that harvest looking here as you talk to your growers across your region? Yep, so we're making decent progress. We're, I would say, for the most part, wrapping up with soybeans. There's still a few out there yet, but uh, getting closer on that side. The corn, for example, I mean, a lot of dry land crops that came out because they were stressed. They just finished early just for lack of moisture for the most part. Uh, irrigated corn's underway. Um, you know, everybody's kind of in the heat of it right now. And uh, yeah, we're hoping kind of just for an average year for the amount of <laughs> ugly conditions we went through, uh, we would be happy with the, just an average season, basically. Well, and again, if you have questions, if you need some advice, contact your local AgriGold agronomist today with that. Sam McCord with AgriGold based in Nebraska. Appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jesse. And again, that's Sam McCord with AgriGold Agronomist based in Nebraska. We appreciate his time with us here today on American Ag Today, discussing uh, making sure you get that soil testing done and more. One other news I want to share here before we run out of time. Last month, Dan Newhouse joined over 80 House colleagues in the introduction of the Protect Farmers from the SEC Act. The legislation is a direct response to the SEC's proposed climate disclosure rule. The chair of the Western Caucus added if the federal government is trying to drive family farms out of agriculture, this proposal from the SEC is a good first step. It puts so much uh, work and responsibility on the shoulders of family farmers that um, most people will not be prepared to comply with this proposed law. Specifically, the Protect Farmers from the SEC Act prohibits the SEC from requiring an issuer of securities to disclose greenhouse gas emissions from upstream and downstream activities in the issuer's value chain arising from a farm. The legislation also defines the production, manufacturing, or harvesting of an agricultural product through the Agricultural Marketing Act of 1946, outlines upstream and downstream activities, and defines greenhouse gases. Finally, the bill removes the SEC's exemptive authority in relation to this act. Critical that we stand up to these kind of regulations. We say, no, this is just not possible. I encourage every single farmer listening to contact your senator. If you're not my constituent, contact your member of Congress. Let them know that this is too onerous to put on our shoulders, and we must stop it. Again, that's Washington State Republican U.S. Representative Dan Newhouse.
That's all the time we have for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.